Hello and welcome to this latest MPFT podcast. For this episode, we're focusing on the hard work that's taking place in North Staffordshire to integrate a range of community services in order to improve the care provided to patients with musculoskeletal disease. My name is Mark Fletcher and joining me on today's chat are... Hello, I'm Kay Stevenson. I'm a consultant physiotherapist and an honorary professor at Keele University. And it's great to be with you, Mark, today. Thank you for the invitation. Hello there, I'm Karen Dawson. I'm operational manager for musculoskeletal and pain services for Midlands Partnership Trust. And again, I'm really delighted to be here today. So thank you very much, Mark. Hi, Mark. My name's Lisa Asher. I'm Service Development Lead within the Service Development Team at MPFT. Um, my role within this programme of work is to support the delivery and development of the integration programme. Thanks for the invite. No, thank you. And thanks for joining us all three. So, Karen, I'll start with yourself, if I may. Uh, could you talk a little bit, please, about what these services are? Thank you, Mark. Yes. Um, well, we have a range of services in North Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent that we are looking to bring together as, as one newly formed integrated service. And those services are adults community physiotherapy, so provision of physiotherapy for musculoskeletal disease happening both in a clinic setting and a, a domiciliary setting. We have our musculoskeletal interface service, which is a, um, a service which is based currently at the Haywood Hospital. And this is a service which um, is run by a number of professionals and expertise in both general musculoskeletal disease and spinal musculoskeletal disease. We're also bringing together our um, musculoskeletal element of our podiatry services, again, which delivers care to, to patients across North Staffordshire. And we have a chronic pain service, which is known as our impact service. Again, that's a service that is currently delivered from primarily from the Haywood Hospital. We'll be looking to join that um, within the new integrated service. And finally, the, the final component of integration is our specialist rheumatology physiotherapist service um, that, that is also delivered from the Haywood Hospital. So altogether, we have um, about five services that are coming together that will form our newly integrated musculoskeletal service. Thank you, Karen. So I wanted to find out why this integration is happening and why it's important. So, Kay, can I bring you in first, please, to answer that? Yes, no problem. I think if we if we look at um, the extent of this musculoskeletal disease, or or in sort of layman's term, you know, muscle and joint problems, if we if we looked at how much of this is going on across the UK, it's a phenomenal problem. Really, we know that about three in ten people suffer from a muscle or joint problem, and at any one time, there's about ten million people who will be struggling with their back pain. Um, and of course, this is, is hugely burdensome for people individually, but it's challenging for services to try and manage um, this extent of, of disease. If we put it into kind of terms around, you know, how many days lost from work, it's about 28 million days are lost from, from work. So you can see that this musculoskeletal or muscle and joint problem has a huge burden for individuals, huge burden for services who have to sort of try and manage conditions, but also for the, for the economy as well. So we've sort of thought together for a long time, really, about how we might improve um, and do things better for our patients, because just historically, really, um, services have been um, 
developed or commissioned separately to one another. And it seems to make much more sense to, to us and our patients to say, well, can we combine some of this expertise to make sure that we get patients seen quickly, that we get see patients seen by the right professional and they're supported to um, self-manage their problem if we can or they, if they do need referral on to more specialist opinions, for example, if they've got severe osteoarthritis and they need to see an orthopaedic surgeon, that we can facilitate that very quickly. But in the main, we know that most of the, the research that's been done, and a lot of this has been done up at Keele University, a lot of the research around these muscle and joint problems, the evidence tells us that there's a lot of things that people can do for, them, for themselves, like remaining active, um, keeping fit, sleep, uh, having appropriate sleep, um, but that physiotherapy and activity and exercise plays a huge part in, in helping people manage these problems. So it's really important that we get enough of what we know works and that we manage patients um, as, as well as we can, given the knowledge that we have. So I think I hope I've given a sense there, you know, this is a huge problem um, nationally and internationally. But for us in Staffordshire, that's no different. And we have a large amount of people who are struggling with muscle and joint problems that we need to try and manage as quickly as we can to help them either self-manage and do the things they need to do, like activity and lose weight. But then there are patients that we need to fast track into other services such as orthopaedics. Thanks, Kay. Uh, and thank you for that comprehensive answer. I just wanted to find out, Karen and Lisa, whether or not there's anything you wanted to add to, to what Kay's just said there. Thanks, Mark. I, I mean, I think Kay's given a, a really good um, background to, to the reasons why we would want to integrate these services. And so I think the only thing I would add is that we know that when our services function individually as, as, as separate standalone services, we sometimes have the scenario where a referral will end up with the wrong service and therefore we then have to pass it to the right service. And that can cause inevitable delays in, in, in our patient's pathway. So we hope that by bringing these services together under, under one umbrella as one integrated service that actually, as Kay said, we'll get the patient to the right person, the right professional first time, rather than having to maybe hand them between one service and another. And, and hopefully that will, that will cause you know, much less delays for the patient and, and a far more efficient service delivery. Thank you. Uh, Lisa, is there anything more that you wanted to add or shall I um, come on to the, sort of the multi-phased aspect of the project? Yeah, I, I think I'd just like to echo what Karen and Kay have just said. I think it's about taking the opportunity to create a seamless pathway for patients, reducing variation and duplication, and essentially taking the opportunity to create a service and system to ensure patients are seen, like Kay said, the correct practitioner at the right time in the right location. Thanks, Lisa. I'll... I'll um... I'll stay with yourself, if I may. So uh, uh, this is a multi-phase project. So could you talk more about that and focusing on the aims and the objectives for each of those phases? Yeah, sure. Um, the integration programme commenced in June 2020 with the aim that full integration will take place by December 22 at the very latest. Um, the staged approach to the integration will tr transpire over three phases. And by phasing the programme in this way, we're able to schedule planning and resources more effectively. We can minimise risk and identify in action any potential issues in order to provide a seamless and smooth integration pathway. 
Just to recap on what Karen said earlier in her introduction, phase one, which is currently underway, sees the integration of the community physiotherapy, musculoskeletal interface service and the MSK podiatry service. Um, following that milestone um, and implementation of the SPA setup, the plan is to integrate impact and chronic pain services and finally, the last stage of the phase programme will include the Haywood Rheumatology Physiotherapy. And by SPA, you uh, you mean the, the single point of access? The single point right? of access, yes, yeah, sorry. And um, uh, Kay, Karen, any sort of reflections from yourself in terms of the, the, the direction of the project, in terms of the phases that will, uh, that will be there? I think um, what it what it gives us is a huge um, a huge array of expertise, um, and I think reflecting on this on this process, that I think this probably more than ever in the past will we'll have a collection of expertise in in one service. So as we move forwards um, in our first phase, we're, we're going to be connecting the what we call advanced physio practitioners who've worked in um, sort of the assessment end and, and diagnosing um, musculoskeletal problems with the um, physios who deliver rehabilitation and the podiatrists that deliver rehabilitation. And so we're starting to connect knowledge we're starting to connect individuals so we, we're starting to have uh, development and an aspirational service as well that we can start to bring people through grow our own talent recognize our own talent and uh, and and hopefully draw on that expertise from from a range of, of services that will be located together and you might imagine that you know for the patient that is going to be the best of all worlds because they they are being managed by people who've got expertise to draw on um, in their in their management yeah, I think I would just want to add really that um, the phasing for me makes the whole project probably more manageable. We, you know, we've talked about there being five separate services that we're ultimately looking to bring together as part of this project. So, it, you know, it's, it's a huge piece of work and, and probably a project the size of which maybe hasn't been, been, been tackled before really within our organisation. So it, it is, you know, it is really a sizable project. And so I think by by tackling it in, in phases, it makes that more manageable. Um, as Lisa said, it, it hopefully reduces the risk and it makes us, it enables us to learn, I suppose, from each phase. So before we go on to the next phase, we can take forward some learning from the, the previous phase. So I think there's real benefits to, um, you know, to, to chunking it up in, 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 in phases in this way. So, Karen, I just wanted to drill down a little bit more in terms of the benefits of one of those phases, the single point of access, uh, both to health and care professionals making a referral and those seeking care support and guidance. Um, could I get your uh, thoughts on that, please? Yes, absolutely. Well, the, the SPAR or the single point of access is, is something that I'm particularly really excited about because I think what it will mean is that we, as Kay's described, and Lisa, we'll, we're going to have this this massive resource of expertise that will work together as part of the single point of access so what we'll have is a really easy front end if you like to to these services so our gps and other health professionals who want to refer into these services will be able to do so extremely simply by the use of just a very small short concise form it will go to one single place where our range of um, specialists will be able to view that referral and will ma make an assessment on on where that referral or that patient needs to needs to be seen 
ultimately we hope to widen that access up to 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 patients to be able to make their own referrals into that system. So there'll be a rent, real benefit for, for them too in, in the longer longer term. But certainly for our clinicians referring into the service, it will be so easy. So they haven't got to think, oh, which form do I have to fill in for podiatry and which form do I have to fill in for physiotherapy? It will just be all in one place. It will be so, so simple for them. So it will reduce that complexity. It will reduce the the likelihood of, of duplication. It will hopefully reduce the likelihood of the patient getting um, directed to the wrong professional. So I think there's there's a huge benefit for you know for, for referring clinicians. I think there's a huge benefit for those clinicians who work as part of that team because for the first time ever, they will be together as one team. So they'll be able to learn from each other. They'll be able to share that wealth of knowledge and expertise that they have that at the moment is 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 almost kept kept in a silo. It's it's not shared in that way because the services are commissioned so so separately. So it opens the door, I think, to just the most amazing opportunities really for our staff, not only in terms of their learning and their development and and the expertise that will be shared, but also in terms of their, you know, their future career prospects as well and those opportunities that, that that will create for them. And then finally, but probably most importantly for our patients, it hopefully means that we can actually get our patients seen by the right professional first time round in a very, very timely and efficient way. We'll make it very easy for our patients to, to ring into our single point of access, our spa, to have a conversation with our call handlers. They'll be given choice about the type of appoint, appointment that they'll be offered. So it might be a face-to-face -face appointment. It might be a telephone appointment. There'll be choice around which location that that appointment will be offered at if it's if it's a face-to-face -face one. So it really feels like there'll be huge opportunities for our patients to be really engaged in that process and to get um, a, a really high high quality service. And what I will just say finally is that Throughout the whole of this process, we've had we've had patient participation and engagement in our in our project work so far. And that has been absolutely crucial in guiding us as a group of leaders and clinicians to to inform us on how best this service needs to be um, set up. So I'm really excited about it. So thank you, Mark. No, thank you. And uh, Kay and Lisa, uh, is there any further thoughts on that, uh, adding to what Karen's already said? Karen's, I think, absolutely agree with everything Karen said. And I, and I think um, Karen touched on the um, the idea of um, patient self-referral as, as we go forward. So we'll be looking very much to see how we can support that. There are services around the country that, that do this and do it very well. So I think we'll be looking to emulate that. So where it's, where it's appropriate, um, uh, encouraging patients to refer themselves without the need for a, uh, a visit to the, to the GP or to the first contact practitioner so that's something we'll be we're working on as we as we move forward and uh, lisa um, I would just like to say, echo again what Karen and Kay have said, um, it's an opportunity as, as we work closely with these community services and they're so closely related, um, the aim is to join up the care for the local population to meet the needs of the communities. Um, and I think, again, one of the objectives is to improve the patient experience and the quality of care and outcomes. Thank you. And uh, this final question, uh, Karen, you mentioned about uh, excitement. Um, so 
um, which is nice to hear. So as a final question, I wanted to find out what your personal ambitions are for the project. So how exciting is this piece of work to you and why should people care uh, about why and, and the impact it will have on their lives? So Karen, again, I'll start with yourself if I can. Thank you, Mark. Well, I, I think I've probably shared and, and hopefully conveyed some of my excitement, but I think I think a final point from me would be to say that, you know, this piece of work has been a long time in the making. It's something that we've talked about for many years and it's been a, a, an aspirational wish for many of us working in musculoskeletal services. Um, so to finally see this coming to fruition and, and becoming a reality for me is just hugely exciting and 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 a, a massive a massive achievement and i think you know i it just is going to make for a much better service for our staff and for our patients so really really excited to see it, it, it coming coming into fruition thank you and just to mix things up i'll go to you next lisa if i can please yeah, sure. Um, for me, it's it's a great opportunity to help develop a service and it's really important and worthwhile project to be a part of. I feel like it's a real great pleasure to support and work with colleagues who are really knowledgeable and so dedicated and passionate about delivering better care for their patients. So that works in tandem with um, the whole purpose of the project. Thank you. And Kay, final thoughts from yourself? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I, I'm going to go with a, a football analogy. So I think there's a little bit of a football tournament going on at the minute, isn't there? Some some Euro 2020 or 2021. Um, and my, my team is Liverpool. So the cop is, anybody who's a Liverpool supporter will know the cop. So the cop for me... K-O-P, I'm not sure whether it's spelt like that, but I absolutely, my passion is about knowledge and sharing knowledge. So um, making sure that everybody who you come into contact with, you're sharing your experiences, sharing your knowledge for the, for the benefit of, of our patients. So that's the K. The O is this is such an opportunity for our staff to aspire to becoming something else within this in the team so they can they can now start to mix with those people who are at higher grades and aspire to be like them because at the minute they can't be like them because they can't see them because they can't see them they can't learn from them so that's the oh that's the opportunities and the, the p of course is patience i think you know we're all motivated um we're, we're all in care because we want patients to have a better experience of our services and we're learning from our patients all the time. So that's kind of a key passion for me is about making sure that we do right by our patients. But our patients are at the centre of this development with us, which they absolutely are. And we're learning from them all the time. So um, that's that's kind of my reflections on what, why I'm engaged in this in this process. Uh, thanks, Kay. Uh, thanks, Kay. The, uh, uh, that's probably the first time that the COP has ever been used as an acronym in the NHS. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you are, the spelling was correct, by the way, KOP. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I haven't offended all football football fans. <laughs> no, we have, we have, thankfully, I don't think we've lost many <laughs> listeners off the back of this. Brilliant. Uh, um, so thank you very much. Uh, that's it for this uh, MPFT podcast. Can I thank our guests, Kay Stevenson, Karen Dawson and Lisa Asher, and also thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>